As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello, welcome to Full Time with Meg Linehan. You are listening to a podcast all about women's soccer on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Meg, your host, and I'm a national staff writer at The Athletic covering the NWSL and the U.S. Women's National Team. But while this is a show all about women's soccer, today this is actually a bonus episode all about women's hockey. Megan Duggan retired from the professional game in USA Hockey back in October after an absolutely amazing career, including winning gold in the 2018 Olympics, seven Women's World Ice Hockey Championships, three NCAA National Championships with Wisconsin. I mean, that list could keep going for a while, but we don't have all day. She is here today to discuss the PWHPA, the Professional Women's Hockey Player Association, which just played the first pro women's hockey game ever in Madison Square Garden. Now, you might have also seen Alex Morgan wearing one of the PWHPA's new hoodies or the Stick in the Ground campaign, but the PWHPA will be back on national TV this upcoming weekend for another game between Team Minnesota and Team New Hampshire. You can watch that on NBS, NBC, SN, here in the States at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. They will be playing at the United Center in Chicago. Megan is the perfect person to try to give you an introduction to the PWHPA, the state of hockey right now, how that might intersect with women's soccer. So let's get right to it. All right, Megan, I want to start with you just in terms of, you know, you were around for the formation of PWHPA. So for folks who might not be familiar with what it is, I think also the joy of women's hockey is that there have been so many acronyms and to try to keep track of them can be a bit of a challenge if you're looking at it from the outside in. But could you maybe explain to folks what the PWHP is and why it exists? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so the PWHPA is the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. Um, and it was formed ultimately by um, a group of players to give uh, a united voice to the players for advocating uh, really for the creation of our, you know, our goal, which is a sustainable professional league. Um, the mission is really to promote, advance, and support that single viable professional women's ice hockey league in North America. 
um, that at the end of the day, you know, showcases uh, and supports the greatest product of women's professional ice hockey in the world. Um, we needed, you know, an official players association to really help coordinate training needs and programming opportunities um, uh, during a season and, and start to, um, you know, collaborate with uh, organizations and sponsors um, to start to make uh, women's hockey move towards what we want it to be in the future um, and for the young girls in the next generation. So it's really, you know, the, the players initiative uh, to take the matters of advancing women's pro hockey into our own hands um, and run with it. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's probably a couple elements of this that are going to sound familiar to soccer fans, just in terms of, you know, when I think about what kind of the defining big moment stuff is for women's hockey, like it has to be USA Canada games, especially in the Olympics. Right. So, you know, I look at that and I think about the waves of interest coming with those gold medal games from the Olympics. And I think about Mm -hmm. how we have the World Cup in women's soccer and how you try to harness those waves of interest. So do you think there's maybe something there in terms of how (laughs) like the work of going from big moment, big stage to actual sustainable league is always, that's a lot of, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, in in hockey, um, whether it's, you know, registration numbers at the youth level or, um, you know, marketing and PR and promotion around the senior team, all of that is, is you know, exponentially larger and sees more eyes um, or in and around an Olympic year, um, to your point, in comparison with soccer and the World Cup. And, um, you know, we've seen uh, across the board uh, back in, you know, back in 1998, after the Olympics, even when there wasn't even as much, you know, social um, promotion or anything like that, those women won and, and the registration numbers for girls in, in hockey skyrocketed. And that's mm-hmm. those are the trends that we've seen um, in the U.S. following each Olympics, certainly after 2018 and um, kind of in the last three to four years with um, how impressive, you know, a lot of those women and some of my teammates have been in, in getting out and continue to grow the game and push in all these different areas. So um, so I, I think, you know, with an Olympics on the cusp here, I think, you know, we're less than a year away at this point. Um, yeah. from the, the Beijing 2020 game, 2022 games, which blows my mind that it's already right? <laughs> here again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see, uh, that that's the hope of the, the PWHPA is that, um, you know, coming off of that Olympic year, um, I think the hope was to have something sooner, but now that we find ourselves in this position, um, coming off the Olympic year, I think we're, we're looking for something, you know, um, substantial and sustainable, um, and you know, what the players deserve, uh, shortly after those games. Right. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about is I, I remember back when I was like meaningfully covering women's hockey, you know, back in like 2015 ish, 2016, I wrote this big article that was like, why Casey Bellamy is essentially USA hockey's Becky Sauerbrunn, right? Like I was like, <laughs> let me put yeah. this in terms <laughs> where, you know, soccer folks will understand, like when I say a Becky Sauerbrunn, like they immediately go, oh, okay, like this defensive calm presence, right? Like all that kind yep. of stuff. Exactly. So one of, one of the things I want to ask you is just if there's something that you think might appeal to people who watch soccer, like I know that you watch us women's national team games. I know that you've, you've watched some pro games, um, for women's soccer, like, is there some kind of common link maybe about why they might actually take the trip over to watching women's hockey for the first time if they haven't before? 
I mean, yeah, I, I could come up with a laundry list probably, but I guess off the top of my head, it's just like, it's badass women. Like that's, that's what it is. You know, I, I love, I mean, I love the sport of soccer. Um, I played growing up and, and I, I love watching those women play, whether it's in the NWSL or, um, you know, with their national team. But I think the reason that I, I love watching them so much is, is yes. I mean, they are, they are elite, right. They are next level, their skill and speed and, um, you know, teamwork and the way that they, they dominate is it's unbelievable from a sports fan perspective, but, um, I just love, you know, what they stand for, um, you know, the confidence that they have, the kind of mountains that they move together. And like I said, they're just, they're badass women. Um, and while women's ice hockey maybe doesn't receive the same, um, you know, airtime, uh, for lack of a better term, it's the same type of women. It's the same, like, strong, like-minded group um, that's trying to be amazing at their job, work hard, train hard, challenge each other, challenge the sport, challenge your competitors, um, while, you know, being a champion for equality um, right. in all forms. And I love, I mean, we've, we've looked at those women on the soccer team as, as mentors and leaders in the space since day one. You know, I love reading about them. I love learning from them or, you know, connecting with them any opportunity I can. Um, and they're, they're just such a great model for, you know, our team and our program and women's hockey. Um, so I think it's, it's a lot of badass women, you know, being really great at their, at their yeah. jobs athletically. Yeah. I mean, what I, I think is really interesting is, you know, I think about conversations that I've had with you and, and Hillary Knight in the past, right. About like some of the labor stuff and how you looked at the U S women's national team for soccer but also there is one figure here where like you can kind of see the generations of influence when it comes to fighting for for better resources for equal pay for all this kind of stuff and it's Billie Jean King. Mm -hmm. And then Billie Jean King first of all is you know Women's Sports Foundation the the foundation that she started is currently sponsoring uh PWHPA but then she is at Madison Square Garden for the first professional women's hockey game at Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah, unbelievable. Which, first of all, the fact that it took until 2021 for the first professional women's hockey game at Madison Square Garden is still <laughs> yeah. blowing my mind. I mean, I feel like since I got into women's hockey, I've been going, why, have, why don't we have a USA-Canada game at Madison Square Garden? Because Let's go, want... Meg. Let's get it going. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. I know, right? Like, just in terms of sheer, like... I mean, if we want to talk about the best rivalry in sports and then putting it in one of the best facilities in sports, like there's just no easier idea for me. Um, but I want to talk about what Billie Jean King said ahead of the game at Madison Square Garden, because I think that there was kind of this, you know, speaking to players after the game, right? Um, there was this reaction of just like, this was kind of bigger than any single result, right? Like we mm -hmm. had a moment here as a part of a much larger thing. It is a game and yes, we do care about winning, right? Mm -hmm. But this is a bigger thing for our sport. So when you were, were watching Billie Jean King speak, what was going through your mind? Yeah. I mean, great question. And, and so much, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking of so much. I, I think about, um, Billy and, and what she's done 
um, not only for, for women in sports, but just the world. I mean, what a, what a, just a pioneer, a legend, just a, a visionary, a champion, um, for so many causes. I mean, she's, she's literally, you know, she, she lives her life, um, for equality, empowerment, you know, access for everyone. She's just such a true champion. And I remember, um, I mean, all of us, I would say all of us have known Billie Jean King since we were young kids and, you know, idolized her and mentored her. I mean, seen her as a mentor. And um, back in, in 2017, when our U.S. national team was um, in our gender equity battle against USA Hockey, um, we were in the thick of it. It had gone public and we couldn't have imagined hearing from someone like Billie Jean. And one day I woke up, whether it was a good day or a bad day at that time, I can't remember. And, and I had an email from Billie Jean and, and her partner, Alana, just saying, we're with you. Let us know what we can do. Mm-hmm. And I still have the email that I sent to, you know, our, our lawyers at Ballard's Bar and the whole team saying, guys, Billie Jean King just reached out to us. Like, we're, we got this, you know, like, yeah. we're doing the right thing. And let's keep it going. And Um, so that was kind of my first interaction with her. And then, you know, as she does with everything, she's, she's dove in two feet to this fight for hockey. Um, she's been an, uh, a a leader, you know, um, with her words, with her actions, with her, uh, finances to really dive into women's pro hockey and support, um, this PWHPA and the, you know, the, the long-term goal of having a sustainable women's professional hockey league. Um, and she, she and Alana, they're just, they're full in, which is amazing. So, um, at Madison Square Garden, there was no one better to open the game. You know, she's been invested um, in this cause and she's gotten to personally know each and every, you know, one of us and all the women. And um, so it's just, you know, so special to have her welcome everyone to talk about the magnitude of the moment. Um, and when you think about the magnitude of moments that she's been a part of in her life, um, you know, and so for her to, I'm sure she's asked to do a million things, right? Yeah. And so for her to be so present and so passionate, um, and just so engaged in women's hockey in that moment in that game, I mean, it's iconic, it's historic. And what she said was spot on. And, you know, quotes from what she said, and, and clips from that whole moment um, will live on forever. And uh, I'm just so proud of, of the whole group and everyone that's worked so hard to get it there. And, all the players. And, um, I think, you know, a few of us were talking about it this week, just over emails and stuff that it, you can feel the momentum. There's mm-hmm. so much momentum. And, um, that's the thing that everyone's working on right now, right. Is, is keep the momentum. It's not just a moment. It's not just one moment that's going to pass. Oh, you know, we had this and that's it. The momentum is building. The players feel it. Um, you know, I think the, the hockey world feels it and the sports world feels it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, I I do absolutely want to get into that. But I also like I thought the game from Madison Square Garden was also just really fun. I mean, like Brianna Decker (laughs) immediately was like, hey, (laughs) just as a reminder, I play hockey for a a living. Let me show you what I do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was unbelievable. Obviously. I mean, 
to me, she has been and will continue to be one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world. And, um, you know, big players shine in big moments. And, and she certainly she certainly did. Um, and uh, it's funny, you know, she's one of my best friends, obviously. And we razz her all the time, myself and Casey. And um, Casey couldn't be there because she's living in Canada right now. So all yeah. the border things. But, you know, in, in one of Casey's uh, Instagram posts, she said, oh, you know, Brianna Deck is going to be sleeping well tonight. And that, that was something <laughs> that we always razzed on her for. You know, we, we love and respect her so much um, for, uh, you know, how she plays and shows up. And uh, she certainly did that day in such a big game. But, you know, we always got to give her a hard time, too. But. Um, but just an ex- excellent showing. I mean, you look at some of those, some of the goals. I mean, yeah, Hillary I thought Hillary's Kendall was. And, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's like, I mean, that's, that, it, does, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, right. it doesn't get any better than a Hillary Knight one-timer from the high slot, like, like top shelf, almost ripping the net apart, you know, and Kendall Coyne from her knees, backhand, forehand, um, from a Hillary Knight no-look pass. Like that's, I mean, those are the types of goals and the types of things that you see on, you know, TSN that you see on, you know, um, they were definitely doing highlight real stuff. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, oh, we're at Madison Square Garden. All right. We got to we got to turn it up a little bit and make sure all of these are very attractive goals. Right. Haley Skrupa, you know, with an unbelievable five hole goal. Abby Rock, who's a young emerging player, is going to be an absolute star who is a star, you know, um, with a couple of great goals. So just I mean, so, so fun. And I think. Um, I think again, just, just proud of the players for taking advantage of, um, an opportunity, right? That's, that's no matter what way you look at it, that's an opportunity for everyone to have eyes on women's professional hockey. Um, and, and for the players to just say, yeah, like we're here, this is what we do, you know? And what's funny is I think last week or a couple of weeks ago, Megan Rapinoe had a quote that said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of convincing people that I'm good at my job because obviously I'm really good at my job. Yeah. And there's I, a and curse just, word in there too, but yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll scratch <laughs> it for now. But um, but I just thought that was awesome. And it, I thought about that a lot, you know, with with watching the um, the game at Madison Square Garden and the, you know, the Brianna Decker, Hillary Knight, Kendall Coins of the world. Like those guys are excellent, top-notch, um, the best of the best at their job. And they continue to show it. And it's... Uh, it's just amazing to see. Yeah. Do you do you have any thoughts about what you're looking for from this game? We've got the the second televised game coming from Chicago, right? Um, you know, there is this new point system that's been developed in PWHPA. There is some prize money on the line at some point. There were a lot of questions about like, do you feel like this is competitive? And what cracked me up about people asking that question <laughs> is I'm like, I, I find it deeply enjoyable to like think even kind of within this kind of exhibition system that people are going to question these players drive to win. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these players are one, it's been such an interesting year, right? Everyone's been, um, you know, ca- training camps with the national teams have been, you know, either canceled or, or very few and far in between world championships been pushed back, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the world championships was canceled last year. So I mean, the, the competitive nature in these players and the the um, the yearn to just get out on the ice and battle is through the roof. It's bigger than it ever has been right now. And whether they're best friends and training together 24-7 and then going up against each other or whether they're, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. it's um, the, the competitive nature. There's, there's no love loss on the ice. I think they're ready to they're ready to battle it out and um you know, they're going to, they're going to go hard and yeah. they're, they're friends off the ice, obviously, and training partners or roommates or whatever. But, 
Um, but I don't think there could be a time where it could be more competitive or intense. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's why it's so fun. Yeah. It reminds me almost like essentially of, we've got like two weeks of all-star games essentially from within, but like all-star teams that deeply care about (laughs) if they're going to win again. Right. And again, to what we talked about, I mean, there's, there's a lot on the line, right? Where we're trying to, to get people to recognize um, and to put dollars into and to move this forward. So there's a, there's a lot into it that goes into it, right? Like if we as female hockey players had to just compete, um, you know, to play hockey or for the score, like it's totally different, but we're, I mean, we're competing for our livelihoods, right? And these women, these women know that they're giving everything they have for a million different reasons. And that's why I have so much respect um, you know, so much more respect, uh, for them. So I'm, I'm obviously looking forward to seeing the games in Chicago. Um, you know, they're going to be excellent uh, as always. It's a showcase of the top female hockey talent in the world, which is, um, which is amazing. And, you know, for these partnerships with NHL clubs and the game, I mean, I think the games coming up this weekend in, in are going to be, um, you know, in conjunction with international women's day and NBC sports and an all female broadcast team, like that, mm-hmm. that's huge stuff. Um, and, and I, I know that all these women that are involved, whether they're on the, the broadcast side or whether they're on the ice or coaching, or you look like some, you look at someone like Jaina Hefford, who's behind the scenes running the whole thing, you know, like yeah. these women are, are going to show up and, um, and put on an, an incredible, um, you know, performance, uh, in quotes for lack of a better term, but mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be excellent. And, uh, I look forward to seeing the momentum continue. Yeah. I mean, also what's fun is they're going to Chicago and, um, Kendall Coyne just became an owner of an NWSL team basically this week. Like I was on the Zoom with her on Sunday night for the PWHPA game. And then the next morning was the Zoom call for this Chicago Red Stars ownership group. So I was like, hello again on Zoom. Um, But, you know, what I thought was really interesting was she had this quote. I, I had asked her about like, what does it mean as a hockey player to invest in another woman's sport? And and she her response was like, okay, well, women's soccer is 20 years ahead of us. So Mm -hmm. I get to learn from what they're doing here and then bring it back to hockey. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, she's spot on. I mean, I I agree with with women's soccer being, you know, that much further ahead of hockey. And and that's to my to my points earlier in the conversation. I mean, we're just trying to learn from them, Um, you know, learn from um, everything that they do both, you know, on and off the field. And, um, and I think that's an excellent perspective from Kendall. And I think they, like I said, they've been champions and leaders um, in, in this space for a long time. You know, we, we continue to follow them and try to learn from them. So, um, so I think to be forward thinking in that aspect from, from Kendall and, and to think, you know, how can I best not only support women's soccer and women's sports, but use this as an opportunity to learn, to make my sport and my team better. Um, that's just, you know, it's leadership and, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I'm, I'm happy for her and Michael. I think it's amazing. And, uh, you know, they continue to, uh, to show, um, their passions and, um, and, you know, put their money where their mouth is yeah. right in their yeah. advocacy work. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I think it's amazing. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. 
Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, Michael had a really interesting quote where he was just like, you know, as an NFL player, like I just show up and go to work and I have the most amazing facilities and I don't think about it, right? (laughs) And then he's like, and then for hockey and soccer, like you have to think about it and you have to right. you have to work for it still. So I thought they both had some really good um, quotes from that from that press conference. Um, all right, let's let's wrap it up here. I want to get get you back to George, who who <laughs> celebrated his first first birthday, which is also as we were discussing, crazy to think <laughs> that yeah. that George is already a year a year old. Um, but just in terms of you know there was so much, and and this is what I wrote about from the first PWHPA game, but just the visibility part of it really can't be overlooked. Like that is kind of where the fight for women's hockey is right at the moment. Like visibility is that step that then unlocks maybe that sustainable league, right? Absolutely. So in terms yeah. of the importance of having the games on television, of having these these great goals, right, that could potentially go viral, Billie Jean King speaking, like where where's your head at in terms of why that visibility is so important for women's hockey right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's instrumental. It really is. And, um, and that's ultimately what we continue to push for. I mean, Billy says it all the time. If you can see it, you can be it, you know, and that's in, in all underrepresented groups right now, you know, like we need to be able to see people that look like us um, doing things that we want to do. And that, that keeps us going, keeps us playing, gives us a dream. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, you see, uh, you probably know more than I do, but you know, you see statistics circulate every once in a while. And there was some great stuff this week that, you know, the gist put out and, and just, you know, the, the coverage of, of women's sports or the times that, you know, women were mentioned, say from ESPN or sports center on their platforms. It's, I mean, it's 4%. Like four percent. It's just that's that's not good enough. That's not the world that that I want to live in. And so um, I know there's a lot of initiatives uh, people are working on to really uh, continue to to push for more coverage and more visibility. Um, and that's that's how women's sports, you know, the PWHPA women's sports in general are going to continue to take off. Um, and so we need you know people that have the, the power and the resources um, to begin to recognize the importance of, of women's sports. I know that, um, you know, not to, not to plug her, but I know Angela Ruggiero, uh, who's obviously a legend in the women's hockey and women's sports world, uh, co-founder of the Sports Innovation Lab, which does a lot of work, um, you know, with sports and data, just recently started, um, you know, an initiative powered by this, the Sports Innovation Lab called the Fan Project. Right. Um, and really what she's taking is everything that she's learned and, and basically trying to prove the business case for women's sports. Um, so they're, you know, doing all the, the, the data side of it, whatever, all that crazy smart <laughs> stuff that Ange does, yeah. um, and, and starting to prove the business case. Listen, everyone says, you know, women's sports are only coverage X amount of time. Why is that? Oh, it's the money. You know, they don't mm-hmm. bring in enough money, X, Y, and Z. And, and Ange is basically like, you know, screw that. Here we go. I'm going to take all the data and I'm going to show yeah. it to you. Yeah. So, um, so I look forward to seeing, you know, some of the, um, the research from that project. And I know there's a few other ones out there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Meg, like the, the visibility is, is everything. Um, and I know that that's something that the women are continuing to fight for. I mean, you look at, I think it was just this week, um, the, you know, culture media platform together released by 
Alex Morgan and Sue Bird and, you know, I think it was Simone Chloe Manuel's, Kim and Simone yeah. Manuel and, and Chloe Kim. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, Chloe Kim, like that's just gonna, that's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's pushing for a space for women to be visible and to showcase and, um, and it's awesome. So, you know, kind of just overall, what we've talked about a lot is the momentum is, is building um, and it's on all of us, you know, the athletes, the, um, the writers, the broadcasters to, to continue to invest and push and, um, you know, let it be heard because that's, uh, you know, it's super important. Yeah. No, I mean, that is, that's pretty much my entire <laughs> shtick that's here. That's your job. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my, yeah. that's my, that's the dream, right? So, yeah, all right. That's great. Well, well, you know, bravo to you. You've always been a champion <laughs> for it. So, um, keep going and, you know, you have me as an ally anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate that. I also definitely appreciate you hopping on to talk hockey on a soccer podcast, but <laughs> I, there was no one else that I wanted to turn to in terms of, okay, let's, let's sell some hockey. Uh, let's sell some soccer folks on some hockey because it used to be really funny. The NWSL players, the, the winter that I like really nosedive into hockey, they were like, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> we thought oh, we had lost awesome. you. And I was like, oh, I'm still back here. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for joining the show. And uh, for everyone, I hope uh, tune in to the PWHPA game on Saturday. There will be info in the podcast notes on how to do that. Tune in. Thank you again to Megan. And again, a very happy belated first birthday to her son, George. Now, if you missed yesterday's full episode of full-time, Jeff Kasouf from Equalizer Soccer joined the show to discuss NWSL contracts, the state of the NWSL Sacramento expansion bid, that Chicago Red Stars ownership group, and plenty more. For all things full-time, visit fulltimepod.com. Again, there's our trailer for our 2021 plans, links to listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, The Athletic, and more. As always, subscribe, share, rate, review. All of this helps grow the show and its growth and coverage of women's soccer and honestly, women's sports in general. I do think having some episodes on the show that do branch out and cover the other women's sports, the WNBA, PWHPA, tennis, I mean, you name it, are more important than ever, especially as these really distinguished lines that we used to have between the sports and the leagues are starting to fade and we see athletes investing in the NWSL or how the hockey team has looked to the U.S. Women's National Team for inspiration. This is all a good thing. If you do want more women's soccer content plus everything else The Athletic has to offer for just $3.99 a month, you can start your new subscription at theathletic.com slash full-time. As always, you can find me on Twitter at It's Meg Linehan. Our podcast producer is Michael Zimmerman. From The Athletic, I'm Meg Linehan, and thank you for listening.